Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we are talking about School Judgment, and we are joined by our guest today, Zach. Hey, nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey! I'm so excited to have you on. And as we always say, Jordan, that's how you can tell someone is a podcast pro when they thank you for having them on the show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, does that count if I've heard you say that sentence before and that's why I thanked you for being on the show? Is that Shit, did I make that joke when I was on? I think you did make that joke when you were on the, uh, on the One Piece now podcast. Now I'm just so repetitive. Shit. No, I think it's when Joey was on this podcast and I'm oh. like, ah, gotta thank, gotta thank. Oh, you listened to the episode Joey was on? Yeah. That was a fun one for sure. So Zach, you down with OPP? You know me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he is the OG OPP. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Zach is like, I am going to make that a shirt and I will sue you if you try and ask for revenue from it. True. I believe that stands for other people's podcasts, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yes. So it's the OPOPPP. Yeah. Why have I never done that? Now you will. But as we've alluded to a little bit, Zach, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about the podcast that you make? I'm the host of the One Piece podcast. We've been doing it since 2009. We talk about, it's the opposite of this podcast in that we talk about the series that will never end, ever. It's like a promise, (laughs) I think. It's a guarantee. So when you started in 2009, did you think that you would keep, you still have the same podcast in 2022? No, I was just going to say, I don't think I thought much of 2022. Certainly not that it would be anything like it is or the things that have transpired over the last 13 years. That's fair. But I'll say I am happy that I am still doing it. I really love podcasting. Good, good. All of the crew that comes on and guests that come on. Uh, Speaking of guests, when you invited us to be on, I just found funny that I like I hadn't listened to it in a while. So I picked like a random episode to just catch myself up on the show format. And guess who were the two guests on that episode? Uh Oh, Uh, no, I can't guess her. It was Joey and Stephen Paul, the two the two people from your podcast we've been on. I'm like, oh, these guys sound familiar. <laughs> Stephen is on almost every episode. It's in his contract, isn't it? Yes, we have a contract with him that I he didn't realize I made him sign. <laughs> and uh, Joey is on as often as we could get Joey on. Joey, definitely Cop and Dolphin, I think, is actually our first or second favorite, which is a series he asked for us to cover. And then Stephen Paul, our Blood Oath, not a great manga, wonderful guest. <laughs> I forget if I told this story on the podcast. I definitely wanted to, but I don't think we had time. Stephen Paul is like active like once a week in our Discord, but he always says the <laughs> best things. Yeah, same for our Discord, by the way, which you'd think. (laughs) (laughs) So my favorite moment, and then we'll get into the manga details, was just this guy in our Discord. He posted, like, fact finger quotes about Oda. There was someone dying, and Oda told them the secret of the One Piece, and Stephen Paul was like, come on, man, that's not true. And that fucking made my day. (laughs) I think the expression is word of Dante, when someone who isn't the author, but as close as you can get to being like the ultimate source of of truth. So Stephen Paul is like the word of Dante saying, dude, no, that didn't happen. I think the word of Stephen Paul should be a thing. The word of Paul, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Sure, the word of Paul. He has two first names, so it can get confusing, I feel like. That is true. Yeah, the, the, the word of Steve Paul. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. You should call him Steve Paul. No, we have a Steve Yurko, so it's way too confusing. Oh, We're double no. on Steve. Jesus Christ. I remember we had to say Stephen Paul the entire time when we were on your show. That's also in his contract. <laughs> he added that, so I don't really have a choice there. <laughs> Now, have you had Stephen Paul's cat on? Because his cat was actually made a cameo appearance when we did our episode with him. 
to any video uh, episodes we do, the cat is there in the background. Aww. That cat is our mascot, as far as I'm concerned. Simba, if you're out there listening to this podcast, thank you. That's a cute <laughs> name for a cat. All right, but I think we definitely could be having a ton of fun in the opening, but I know we got some manga to talk about, so because why don't it's we... it's time micro- for us to have less fun. Yeah, and talk about this series. Woo! So ready? Let's get into manga details. Jordan, do you mind leading the way and telling us a little bit about the series? Yeah, so it was written by Obata Takeshi. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it was written by Inoki Nobuaka. Wow, fucked it up twice. Yeah, so this was written. Yeah, so that was so. Oh my god. I will say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is why you shouldn't edit your podcast because this is wonderful and I'm loving it. Oh no, Dylan's gonna keep this in. This was written by Inoki Nobuaki and it was drawn by Obata Takeshi. I fucking did it. Okay. Nailed it. Zach, have you ever watched Taskmaster? No, I haven't watched a lot. Love that show. They make comedians do like really weird tasks. It's a great British like panel show. One of them was get a basketball into a basketball net without using your hands. Oh, Jesus. And so one of them, this guy kicked it in and it goes in. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I did it. First try, first try. And then the host is like, here are his 47 other attempts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, doesn't it speak more highly of your editor if he or she is able to create fake <laughs> uh, takes of you messing it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me fucking up. All yeah. CGI. Good on them. <laughs> yes. Um, but speaking of other takes, Jordan, do you mind telling us what the author and artist have done beforehand? As I could tell from reading, Inoki hasn't done shit. It's <laughs> literally my note does say that literally what he said ain't done (laughs) shit yeah might not be doing much more after this series either at least uh kind of hope so the artist however obata is like like legendary he (laughs) did art for death note he did art for baku david david wrote it as baku mom like baku ma'am yes ma'am it's the prequel hikaru no go wait is this the dr stone guy that's a completely different guy boichi i think wait shit didn't uh, the Death Note guy do one other thing that, like, yeah. is fucking huge? Platinum N. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, did he do All You Need Is Kill? Is that the Me? same guy? Because that became um, Live, Die, Repeat, which, what did, did they change that? The, 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 there's there's no Tomorrow. What the, what the hell's the name of that movie? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, the Tom Cruise video game movie thing. That was a good movie. I haven't seen it. I heard it was all right. I need to read All You Need Is Kill, but I believe the... Yeah, Obata illustrated it. Oh. It was that same team. Oh, that's really cool. It's supposed to be really good, and it has my favorite title of any manga ever. (laughs) All You Need Is Kill. Yeah. Such a great title. Very good title. Like, is it a pun on All You Need Is Love? It is. (laughs) That's like a very specific title you could not have come up with if English was your first language. Yeah. (laughs) Those are my favorite puns. They're great. That's why manga's so good, because that's like... That's the reason? <laughs> sometimes it's like half the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I always love those people speaking English in anime scenes. Oh my god, my favorite. It's why JoJo's so good. Yeah. I've been watching uh, Tonegawa. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a spinoff of Kaiji. It's very specific. There is mm-hmm. so much fake English in that show. <laughs> it is 90% of that show. It is wonderful. I highly recommend it. 
gosh. But unfortunately, we can't keep talking about that. But Jordan, though, do you mind telling us what the run dates were and how long the series lasted? Well, the series ran from December 1st, 2014 to May 27th, 2015. And it allegedly had 24 chapters and three volumes. But for some reason, for me, it seemed to end at chapter 13. Yeah. That's my fault. Yeah. No, uh, I think the series was telling all of us to stop around that time, actually. Yeah. Why don't we take a moment now, actually, and just kind of get into it. So this series, unfortunately, had very uncomfortable sexual material. And Zach, I know I apologize, but I do want to apologize to you again just on the show. We did not know the series was of this nature. You know how Shonen Jump is usually skittish about having that stuff. What was it? Aishiaki Triangle, where they just didn't publish some chapters in English and there was no content warning. This was just considered a normal Shonen series by a very established artist as well. Yeah. Yeah, we decided just because the content was just very uncomfortable. We chose to only read the first 13 chapters just because it just we got burned out after 13 chapters, you know, (laughs) bad vibes. To be fair, even without that, I think you guys uh, said it best in, in your preview of this. It gets a little repetitive anyway. It started going downhill anyway. Yeah. After like the first case, it started going downhill in quite a few ways. Yeah. But why don't we hear about how it was repetitive as we get into Jordan's plot summary? Oh, yeah. Jordan, why don't you take us away where we can learn a little bit about what it is? And I wouldn't be surprised if you just re- wrote the same paragraph four times and call that your plot summary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have done that, shouldn't I? Yeah, I probably would have been here sooner. All right, guys. In a world where it sucks to go to middle school, the Japanese government decided to enact the classroom arbitration system. 12-year-old lawyers are sent from school to school in order to argue cases and prevent chaos. Abaku Inugami is the ultimate middle school lawyer, unable to stop owning people with facts and or logic. This is called Ranpa, and he's obsessed with it. Inugami is first called to represent a student named Tento, accused of killing the classroom fish representing the prosecution, is Pine Hanzuki, a literal, actual magical girl who watches Pretty Cure, (laughs) Popcorn David. (laughs) Jordan, I feel like that's the most dramatic reading I've ever seen you do for it. Yeah, that's very dramatic. I started with Inner World and I just had to keep going from there, you know? It reminds me of how when we did focus on our guest Reddit as Kermit the Frog. It's completely <laughs> un, like unintelligible, but it's great. Inugami, however, proves that the whole thing was a plot by the teacher. <laughs> and the school fish is totally fine. <laughs> then the series decided that it actually doesn't want us to read it because it shows the school principal perving out over a video of his sexy 12-year-old student. Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like... That was the first red flag. Ayari Takanashi is the school idol who holds an elected office in Japanese high schools. She's the victim in this case. And Tento's friend, Ozumi, is the accused. Actually, though, it was Ayari's best friend who took creep shots of her in order to tease Tento's friend because she likes him. Ignoring that Ayari was the victim here, whatever. The case fucking treats it like, oh, his Irish friend was the perpetrator, but Tento's friend was the victim because he was accused. Like, they just don't bring it up again. The fact that this 12-year-old girl got perved on and had all these shots taken of her, she just doesn't care anymore. Nobody cares. The worst part of that, I you know, maybe I should save it. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could read this. 
There are a lot of worse parts about that. This reminds me, though, of philosophy school where the girl was like tied up in a chair for like three days and is not traumatized in the slightest by that experience. <laughs> yeah, she's totally fine. <laughs> are you familiar with that series? It's by the creator of Haikyuu, Zach. Before he realized what he was good at. Yeah, I know of Haikyuu. Yeah, so the guy was like, before volleyball, he made a series about like PG-13 horror, but this like main character gets tied up and left in like an attic or like a warehouse for three days. And she literally goes to school and is perfectly fine like two days after it happens. I mean, is is that not realistic? Has <laughs> that not happened to all of you at some point? <laughs> I mean, Man, now that you bring it up, I've never tested it. You're right. Oh, yeah. God. I'm going to lock my door. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Popcorn Zach. Next, the school president, Higashide, is accused of cheating. I love the way that you said that. It was like, next time on a very special episode of Sean and Flop. I got my podcast microphone here. I'm going to I'm gonna be talking my radio voice. President Higashide, 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 is accused of cheating on his test. But actually, it was the ugly girl who did it because fuck you if you're an ugly 12-year-old. <laughs> I'm just reading. <laughs> yes yes read my words <laughs> what's important in podcasting just since i'm giving tips here is not reading what you say ahead of time that's key so let me continue here with that in mind then a student thinks he's being sold cocaine but actually he just has a dog allergy no really the accused in this case is another <laughs> can you edit that part out and pretend it never existed i'll continue inugami's arch rival is Stupid ninja appears to challenge him to a court case. Two child artists nicknamed Da Vinci and Picasso painted the exact same painting uh, and are suing each other for plagiarism. They both worship this older girl named Van Gogh, spelt like a Japanese oh! surname, who became their art teacher. Inagumi and that stupid ninja reveal that Van Gogh is secretly Da Vinci's sister and is having her art stolen by her mentor. They concocted this really stupid convoluted plan to reveal the theft in court by counting on a kid with powerful facts and logic. Anyway, <laughs> we stopped reading because the author drew a boob hierarchy chart of 12-year-old girls. You see, I actually did not see that. I just knew it was a pool uh. episode, and I'm like, I'm done. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. was why. Okay, because I was like, chapter 13 doesn't seem that 14. Terrible. It was 14. Yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so I do want to clarify. I was reading the author's notes at the end of the chapters uh, because the first one was very charming. Because yeah. in the first chapter, there's like a, a certain kind of fish. And he's like, initially it was a mackerel. And then I brought it over to the Shonen Jump serialization people. And they were like, a mackerel can't, like, it doesn't make sense for it to be a mackerel. It would need to be a different kind of fish. Are you stupid? <laughs> like, is basically what he said. I think you're passing over the main point here is that it's all stupid. And it could have been exciting, but it wasn't. Yeah, I'm getting to the point, which is why I brought that up so i was reading them and then at one point he was just like so the author drew this one character who's 12 and i looked at her and i said you know something her boobs should be bigger in fact i had this idea that around like chapter uh seven she's in the middle of a growth spurt so her boobs suddenly get even bigger and here is a hierarchy chart that i drew depicting each of the female characters most of whom are 12 in terms of breast size like this is an actual thing he wrote at the end of the chapters like it's completely there it's a fucking pyramid it's gross it was like oh what the fuck man when i introduced myself i forgot to mention i'm also an attorney oh yes yes that's the reason we had him on that's there. why i'm here they saw <laughs> i'm sorry it's a series about lawyers but they're kids and oh that's gonna be fun yeah 
what I learned at the end of the series is that the people who should be in jail are the authors themselves. And mm. what better twist is there in literature than finding out that the fourth wall should have been broken? And anyway, please, I don't. Yeah, I don't this series <laughs> actually does break the fourth wall a lot. A lot. Let's get speaking of characters. Why don't we get into the character section? I'll go first with the main character, Abaku Inugami. So he likes Rampa, which is just kind of a fancy word. I believe it's Japanese for being a huge asshole. No, I'm pretty sure it's literal, literally translated as uh, destroying your opponent with facts and logic. It's the Ben Shapiro method. Yeah. But that's really all there is. is he's just an asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he went to the bad school, the bad kids school for teens, as I wrote it. Yeah. The one thing I do like about. I thought you were talking about Ben Shapiro and I was like, eh, I guess. Zach, how do you feel on that? Was Ben Shapiro bullied too much or not enough as a child? Ooh. That's the real spectrum of people. As Jews, we all could also judge him, like, really, yeah, significantly. I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's going course, to our yeah. equivalent of hell, which isn't even really hell. <laughs> I guess it's Guyana. Is it isn't it levels yeah. of heaven? And it's like the lowest level of heaven. Oh, I mean, he's with Hitler and the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can find three rabbis to argue about that situation later. You know, like that's who we are. <laughs> that's who we are. That's what we do. We're the three rabbis. The three rabbis. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? That's a movie. Do you think Ben Shapiro was bullied too much or not enough as a child? That is actually an extremely good question. I'm going to say too much because I personally am one who thinks that bullying, you know, not really a great thing. You know, I'm going to take the stand. Don't bully people. I can bully Jordan, though, right? Yes. Just making uh, sure. As adults, you could bully. It's really. Okay. Don't bully kids. Let kids be kids. So, uh, I do want to say before we move on from Inugami, uh, he is literally Alucard from Helsing. Yes, he is. I do have one positive trait in that he actually legitimately kind of acts like a child. He's not like a tiny adult. Like yeah. he plays video games, he eats junk food. And like when you're grasping at straws for positive the series, that's one I'm going to grasp in that you actually have this kid lawyer play video games like a lot. I'll say this kid is, I mean, maybe this is the whole series, but this kid is a lawyer in the way that someone thinks that lawyers act, but aren't, is it, don't actually, yeah, like he is the TV version. He's a Phoenix Wright lawyer. Yeah. He's basing lawyers on that, and that's how he is living his existence as an apparently actual attorney. If you told me that this entire series started as a uh, a middle school AU Phoenix Wright fan fiction, I would believe oh, you. Oh, it definitely was. Yeah. We can talk about that and the where it could have gone. Uh, Jordan, can you tell us a little bit about Pien Hanzuki? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not an expert. Uh, according to Tucker's translation, it seems like it's supposed to be Pien, but calling her Pien is hilarious. So I'm just going <laughs> to call her Pien Hanzuki. I was reading it like the tree, pine. Um... It's not pronounced quite like the word pine. That's That was the main takeaway I had from my conversation with Tucker. Mm. <laughs> No, I think it is Pine. But yeah, she likes Pretty Cure. Uh, she is a magical girl. She is the prosecutor. She's act she's literally Francisca von Karma from Phoenix Wright, actually. She has this dude that follows her who I actually love. He's just like this big beefy guy who's like her security and also kind of her sidekick, and he just kind of does things for her. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say about her, to be honest. 
One thing I thought interesting is she says Pretty Cure, which I thought Shonen Jump, you can't really use actual brand names. Zach, I don't know if you have any insight into how that works. I know copyright law is a lot looser in Japan, as we see in JoJo, but do you have any idea? Because we've seen things where like they make fake names for like McDonald's and yeah. like even now he didn't call it a 3DS. Remember the Nintendo Switch? So I just didn't know, do you have any insight into what might have allowed them to actually use the name of the show? The answer's no. <laughs> okay. I, I will just say, I think Precure is Toy, and Shoeisha has a pretty close relationship with Toy, so it's possible. Oh, okay. They said Nintendo DS, right, in this? So I don't know if that's, yeah, I don't know. If, oh, okay. It is a very American copyright thing to like, because there, there are reasons I don't completely remember that you're not supposed to have brand names and that like things are, you know, blurred out, for example. Sometimes you'll see on TV shows someone's wearing something with a logo on it and yeah. it's blurred out. So that is, I think, a very uniquely American thing. Japanese copyright mm. law is pretty nuts so i don't know if yeah. it's just even in the same vein you know it might be a completely different thing or just not included i don't know i have no idea to answer your question no worries it's easy when you're watching jojo and other stuff to like think oh japan doesn't have like any copyright law they could do whatever yeah. but then like nintendo will just like come down on you with like the fury of a thousand gods or whatever <laughs> if you dare to sell a shirt that just happens to look like like a Pokemon parody. I mean, it is what it was a Pokemon parody. Fuck you, Nintendo. Moving on. Do you mind telling us about the sidekick, Zach? Mr. Ladybug uh, Tenno Nanahoshi is pronounced uh, in your pronunciation guide. There you go. <laughs> or as I would pronounce him, Tino Nano Hashi. No, I'm trying to like completely do it. Tino Nano Remo. <laughs> I like that actually. <laughs> there you go. That would have made it more interesting. Sidekick, ladybug hair, dumb. Those are the three things you need to know about Taino Taneno. Taneno. Yeah, that's about to say. I think, Jordan, you were actually surprised that he stuck around because you thought that was like a one and done character. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure he should have, to be honest. He's just kind of a nerdy, or like a shy yeah. kid who sticks out in the background and tries to become the... Paralegal? Uh, paralegal, yeah. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. But then I guess just to move on to the next guy, we have Shuchi Higashade, who apparently is very important to the plot, but we didn't get that far. So he just is a completely normal class <laughs> prodigy student and doesn't have a dark background and wants to kill the main character or some weird subplot that was probably going to be really dumb when it actually came through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a shame the series ended after uh, chapter 13. Very strange. Weird. It was the most abrupt shonen flop ending we've ever seen. Yeah. It did kind of end, to be fair. <laughs> chapter 13 ended, the story ended there, and there was nothing else that I care about. Yeah, that's fair. Guess the last character. I feel like we don't really need to talk about the dog girl because she didn't matter. No, we don't need to talk about the Madonna of 10, you know, 10 bit elementary. Yeah, with the, oh, give her the big boobs. She's 12 years old. They're not big enough, Obana sensei. Yeah, he wanted us all to know. He was like, I need to sexualize these children. You don't understand. That was, uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. One last character, then we can go out into why it failed. Zach, would you do us the honor of talking about the ninja lawyer, which I'm sure you knew many people like that in law school? Oh my God. The amount of ninjas in my law school was <laughs> somewhere between zero and one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's factually correct. Kotaro Sarutobi is how I'm going to pronounce that. Ninja lawyer, really dumb, and went to grade school with Abaku, who I am learning now is the main character. I guess he is, huh? Somehow. 
He's dumb as fuck at arguing, but he's really good at gathering evidence. And uh, it flip sides with, uh, you know, uh, Inugami, who is not good at gathering evidence, but is really fucking good at owning you with facts and logic and claiming that he defeated you in an argument. So, you know, they, they kind of get that yin yang rival energy right there. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> he was stupid. He was the most blatant, like, let me rip off the aesthetic of Phoenix Wright. Because there is a ninja. It feels like there's got to be a ninja lawyer in Phoenix, right? Like, I can't remember it, but there's got to be some ninjas in Also, Phoenix. did you guys know the judge isn't named in Phoenix, right? It just kind of bothered me when I noticed that. Yeah. In the American release, there's one judge who had, like, uh, lighter colored hair, and the translators decided that he was Canadian. <laughs> oh, God. I want to say that's the case. Maybe I made that up. I don't think so. That's a weird idea. Much like how this series had a lot of weird ideas that were not so well. So why don't we migrate into why it failed? So Zach, as our presiding legal counsel, which you'll probably say, never say that again. <laughs> never say that again. <laughs> Would you mind going through your body of evidence of why you think we should have a guilty verdict for if this series was terrible? First off, you don't just bring a whole body of evidence like you're listing out a bunch of random shit. Second, <laughs> I don't know what that first bullet point... Um, this is, well, actually, the series. That's what yes. that's supposed to be read as. You should have put quotes around that, David. You're right. So, well, actually, the libertarian catchphrase of... Okay. Yeah. That is yeah, true. Yeah, that's what essentially what Rampa is, is, well, is Japanese for, well, actually. <laughs> Now, wait a minute, David. You're telling me that a series that seems libertarian seems to sexualize children in a creepy way? Oh, God, no you're right. No fucking way. You think that maybe this series uh, could rompa you a little bit on the age of consent? <laughs> She's actually a 500-year-old dragon, Jordan. Well, you see, uh, let me tell you, uh, let's, quite, let's talk about age of consent a little more. If you, you looked about facts and logic instead of thinking about... Why, why don't we not do that? As a bunch of people over 30... You got two of my bullet points right there, so I'm going to count that. <laughs> Personally, I'm not a huge fan of like school-related series generally, and this somehow makes it worse, I think, that they're trying to make it like... I don't know, there's something about them trying to take a real-life adult thing and make it for kids, and it just doesn't, I don't know. Um, except the, the following bullet points about the, you know, the uh, promiscuity and the... How did you put it, <laughs> Jordan? Libertarians arguing about oh, age of consent and shit like that. Yeah, Objectivity, yeah, yeah. look up your logic, and uh-oh, uh, uh-oh, are you using a logical fallacy? Oh-ho-ho-ho, I have a listing of logical fallacies, and uh, because oh my God. of this, I am correct. Anyway, yeah, so this series kind of mentioned uh, an issue with tone in the Chibi episode, and the series kind of continued to prove my point. Basically, yep. when you do a series like this, you either need to go fully ridiculous or take it, like, super seriously. Like, Fillmore was my example. Like, yeah, I love Fillmore. Fillmore's great. And there are moments in this series where it does that. Yeah. Those moments work where it's like you have these kids treating the uh, the school judgment system as incredibly serious. You had the uh, school president be like, no, there is no running in the school. I must take the super like incredibly, <laughs> yeah. incredibly deadly serious. But it also kind of fucked up by making it too fantasy because then yeah. it's just like, well, yeah, you would take that too. I keep saying too seriously, but it's true. It's Phoenix Wright ate this series lunch. There's no reason this series needs to exist when Phoenix Wright already does everything it's trying to do better. Oh, please. This series is going through Phoenix Wright's like... Uh, C-material. 
uh, going through its shit and trying yeah. to find stuff there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also want to say that, my God, this series had so much fucking text. Yeah, took forever. <laughs> it wasn't just me. This was long to read. Okay. This is, doesn't work for kids because you can't make this series work without an obscene amount of reading because you no. have to have everyone exhaustively explain everything that's going on. Actually disagree because really? everything that is said, I don't think needs to be said in as, in as much text that exists. Hmm. Look, I think they're trying to sound smarter than they are. <laughs> yes, that's almost the tagline of the series, honestly. Yeah. Well, Zach, you you must understand, whoever talks the most wins the debate, as we have seen with Ben Shapiro. If you say Ben Shapiro's name one more time. I was just thinking that. Bibi Shababa. There we go. <laughs> now, Bibi Shababa I could get behind. Yes, yes. Bibi <laughs> Shababa? So my three-year-old niece would pronounce his name. And correctly, I might add. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, these chapters could be like a tenth of the length and still, I think, carry... Like, the art is the only thing, in my opinion, that is good in this series. And the text box take up too much of the panels. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Yeah, and the artist definitely started putting a lot less effort in after the first chapter. Because the first chapter looks great. And then you can tell, like, there's less screen tones, less backgrounds. You could tell. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. One thing also is there's not even plausible deniability about the sexualizing teenagers when they put a mega milk shirt on a 12-year-old, which for reference is a shirt, a reference to a very well-known hentai comic. It's a very well-known meme from a well-known hentai comic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. And she's not even the sexy 12-year-old with big boobs. That's a different And they just make fun of her for being fat. That was great because it was just like, yeah, no, uh, fuck these two 12-year-olds for being not super hot when they're 12. Yeah. For that case, I said before I turned the page, if the perpetrator of this case is the ugly, nerdy girl that the author has been hinting at is the perpetrator since the beginning, then the author's a fucking hack. And it was the ugly, nerdy girl the author had been hinting at. Because the author's a fucking hack. It's always who you exactly thought. Like, the series was like, who do you think did it? And it's always the most blatantly obvious person. Like, Jordan and I both knew it was the teacher in the first chapter. Which is not how you fucking do a court comic. This is not how you do that. You are supposed to discover at the end of this chapter, oh my god, the perpetrator was someone I wasn't expecting. Whoa, that's how every single series that does this well does it. If you go and do a Phoenix Wright chapter, except for like the first couple, which are tutorials, and you know immediately who did it, it's a bad trial. Yeah, and it's also the trials are all in one sitting. They dedicate maybe 10 pages to the actual trial itself out of two or three chapters. Yeah. And they're very confusing to read. Yeah. Before we go into the minimal amount of positives, Zach, do you have any other final thoughts as our legal professional and also wonderful guest? I am shocked that Shonen Jump published this. I think, as you mentioned at the top. Yeah. I'm shocked it's still there. I mean, I guess no one's thinking about it or cares about it or it's not on anyone's radar. But it is... I mean, like, I've been in the anime community for, like, two decades. This was pretty shocking to me. I mean, like, look, Shonen Jump, obviously, you know, authors have had issues. I mean, you talked about Bill King. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Sharoni Kenshin. But, like, this is, like, just, like, cr- this is really crazy shit. 
I'm unfortunately used at this point to reading a manga and just seeing a girl that's like supposed to be hot and she's like 16. And that's always uncomfortable for me, but it's like, yes, look, I've been reading manga for a long enough time. Unfortunately, you just have to sometimes push something to the back of your brain so that you can finish a manga for the episode and then you push it to the back of your brain and deal with it in therapy later. But 12, 12 years old, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a new record. 12 years old. Uh, he fought 14 was bad in Love Rush. Uh, yeah, I said as a legal professional, the one thing I could say, as I said, like three times already here, oh. that I don't understand how it got through all these processes, you know, an editor, a translator, you know, everything. And like, no one was like, this is weird. Why is this cool? And also the thing is that, you know, somehow they're kids, but they also have like this aspect to it is what made it like extra gross, I think. Yeah. Like he has his law office and the elephant mm-hmm. slide or something. Yeah. They're actually little kids. It baffles me. Ironically, one of the few things they did well is they actually let them actually act like children sometimes. I mean, the, one of the other great sins of it is that it's also, I think, a pretty boring series, which you which you all have mentioned. It's insanely boring. It's very verbose. Nothing really happens. And the characters aren't that great. And it's shown in Jump. You expect it to kind of, you know, like, whoa, what could happen? What big, you know, plot line is happening in the background? It's that one kid has a sinister motive, maybe. Uh, who knows? He seems fine. He hasn't done anything. Like, that's the most I think you get out of this. Yeah. And as I think you said, they hold back on doing anything potentially cool at all times. Yeah. It's both mediocre and offensive, somehow, simultaneously. Well said, but I will say that as much as I would love to keep shitting on it, why don't we get into the positives? Unless, sorry, Jordan, did you have something you really wanted to say in this section? Yeah, I have one thing that I feel like sums up everything this series does well and everything this series does terribly in like two panels. There is one joke in the chapter with uh, the school idol where the series looks in and you see this girl taking a shower and then it zooms up and it's actually the idol's friend and she makes like a mean, silly face and she's like, ah, it's actually me. And here's the thing. When that happened, I was like, okay. Actually, that's a good joke, but it relies on the author expecting me to sexualize a 12-year-old girl and then be shocked that it is a different 12-year-old girl, and that's really gross. I appreciate in the explanation you said, well, actually. Yes, yes. Well, actually. (laughs) Well, actually, Your Honor. We have positives to talk about, so let's get into that section. Zach, thank you for being on. This has been an absolute a blast of a show. We definitely have a strong contender for best episode. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you you might have to do an acceptance speech, so I'll let you know. Okay, so I think for the sake of time, why don't we all think for a second and say what is the most positive thing we can say about this series, which may be a challenge. I want to give a shout out to Albie, who is in the Patreon chat right now. You can join us if you become patron, where he wrote, my favorite part is when it was over. So I don't know if I have something better than that, actually. And we didn't even finish it. We didn't finish it, so I don't even know if we could say that. Look, there were things in this series that I enjoyed. I liked the way that the kids were interacting with each other many times. I thought that was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's nothing good enough to make me forget that the author drew a boob hierarchy chart for 12-year-olds. And God, yeah. Yeah, no, so like, not really that many positives worth discussing beyond that. The art often looks fantastic. 
This is the one good part of the series, so get ready. They use a correct manila folder, uh, the little envelope. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> is a legal size envelope with the names and, and all, you know, it said under the in the elephant slide. That was great. That was a great envelope. I appreciated the envelope's accuracy. It had attention. It had ATTN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you write a lawyer up. Now, I wanted more legal documents in this series, and instead, (laughs) I got what is almost definitely illegal. Oh, my God. That's great. Also, Zach, I don't know if you ever actually mentioned what form of law do you practice, if you don't mind sharing? Real estate. I don't practice middle school arbitration, which, again, this isn't even really arbitration, I don't think. If it is, well, I guess if it's legal, it's not really arbitration. I guess we probably should have looked into like somebody who's an expert in middle school law for this, but I, we appreciate your input yeah. anyway, even though you're not really qualified to give legal <laughs> advice on the topic. That's true. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> I do also want to say, I think my favorite positive was we also shout out to the baby judges as we talked about in the chibi. Oh, oh, that was the baby great. Judge! Oh my God. Yes. The baby judge is still the best joke in the entire series. That's the most realistic thing in this series. And I will say, (laughs) and I'm 100% serious. I'm 100% serious. I got my first gray hairs when I was studying for the bar. It ages you. This shit ages you. (laughs) Really? I was 24, 25, whatever I was. I got first gray hairs from that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Those baby judges are absolutely what would happen if someone had the weight of the law behind them as a baby. That being said, their grammar was way too good for being babies. And as a baby expert, as having one, my baby doesn't have nearly the legal access to be able to deal with such complex issues. I did like the ending note where the author said, hey, everybody's like complaining about how this is really abusive to the to the babies. But I would just like to let you know, once they stop being judges, they get such a relief in stress that they actually de-age by the time they get into middle school. Oh, well, there you go. I think those offer notes, despite the fact that he said something absolutely despicable in some of them. A couple times. There are a couple terrible things he said there. I do wish more series did that. Like, I love the SBSs. Yeah. But anyway, as we said, we keeping this section short. Let's go into where it could have gone. More like where it could have stayed away from, honestly. Yeah. So number one, get rid of the get rid of the weird sexual teenager shit. Yeah. David preteen. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. Preteen girls. All right. There is no word teen in the number twelve. You're right. I just keep telling myself they can't actually be 12. That must That's a recurring typo. I know. It's really, really awful, that typo. They really should fix that and change it back to 27. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chapter 3 opens with, like, the 50-plus-year-old, like, middle school principal <laughs> fawning over a sexy pics of a 12-year-old oh God, girl. Like, what about the that? fuck? Jesus just fuck. completely yeah. tanking yeah. all the goodwill that I had up until that point with the author after two chapters that I generally liked. My goodwill ended in the first chapter. (laughs) So far away. (laughs) Oh, God. When they just stand up and went objection, you're like, no, well, not that soon, but for a couple (laughs) pages after that. Have you ever actually done that? Has anyone actually done that ever? No. No one has done that ever. I didn't think so. Yeah, no one has ever objected to anything. Uh. Yeah. I think somebody yelled objection out once in court like that, and they got, um, the judge, uh, held them in contempt, actually. They got disbarred. They actually live on Onigashima in the One Piece world. It's a different Onigashima. It's uh... similar. Similar. I mean, there is Sanji's dad as judge. Mm-hmm. That does explain a lot about Sanji and how he should also <laughs> be canceled. Oh, God, yeah. 
Oh, there's many things about Sanji's family that should be canceled, and we could talk this for a long time. We uh, sure and- can. <laughs> but, the know. biggest thing I was just going to say the- is that they're Nazis. That's true, but they're also all fans of this series, and it's really awful. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. By the way, this series is the most generic possible name you can give you can give this series. As I said, mediocre but offensive simultaneously. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also I was surprised they never made fun of Death Note. I feel like that was like really <laughs> obvious. I did want to say one positive. They spelled judgment correctly. That is a rarity. As a lawyer, that's like one of the first things you know. There's no E in judgment. Well, there is an E, mm. but it's later in the word. It's yeah. not in the middle. But yeah, that's that's I guess a positive. There you go. I always had the idea of opening up an ice cream or a froyo place that was also a legal place. I don't like where this is going. Called Loyo? No, it would be called Justice is Soft Served. And we would have flavors like Judgment. I think that it would actually be called Loyo, and then that would be the uh, tagline. That's the worst name. Loyo. YOLO. Loyo. Shut up. You only lawyer once. You know what, listeners? You decide what's a better name for a for an attorney-based frozen yogurt As place. the five-year-old baby judge here, I'm going to say they're both awful and neither of them should exist. Nice. Yeah. All right. Much like this. Well, settlement out of court then. Yeah. So, so though, that's the main thing is this series needed to get rid of the sexual stuff. It also needed to have some more glue. There needed to be interactions that weren't based on law. Like how he has that whole crush thing. He could have built that into the framework. He could have had this guy like writing the note and like trying to talk to her like earlier chapters. Because this is like probably the most blatant sin manga call have is when they create everything on the spot for the sake of the plot. Like yeah. that's why One Piece is so fucking good characters exist independent they don't just spawn and despawn when they're not plot relevant that's a very good point and i will say like my biggest issue with this series is just that the cases suck give me some more mystery give me something that makes me like think you could definitely have interesting story uh, involving the law where you know the outcome before it starts but if you're gonna have a series where the whole point is that the main character is good at arguing for crazy weird things you have to make the uh resulting answers be completely bizarre and like satisfying in a the way that a mystery is and this guy fails at (laughs) like every fucking stage i'm just imagining jojo's bizarre attorney see that sounds good i would watch oh, that. that's the fish that sounds fun yeah, starring <laughs> the fish starring the fish yeah that's a better series right there we've done it there we go we've, we've done, done, it. done it yeah yeah honestly fi- fish lawyer alone <laughs> yeah that's an adult swim show yeah hardboiled cop and dolphin was the other one right and so this is the justice system in the hardboiled cop and dolphin world shit we gotta do this Okay, guys, stop recording right now. We're all just going to start writing this right now and make a billion dollars. <laughs> this is the next One Piece. Was I supposed to stop recording? Because I did, and I started no, writing the no, series. No, 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 I'm joking. Oh, no, it's no. a joke. Oh. It's okay. a joke. I want for the record, oh, I knew God. you were kidding. I'm not sure about Jordan. I don't think Jordan knew. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know what's going on in my life. I've lost control of my life. That's why he makes pudding at 4 a.m. in the morning. I never had control in the first place. But yeah, let's go. Uh, where are we right now? In this Same as it ever was, talking about Batman guests. So let's get into the, the miscellaneous thoughts. <laughs> so my thought is, this feels like, I think this could have been like an adult swim show where it would just been very strange. And I can imagine where they had adults playing the children, kind of like wet, hot American summer. Yeah. If it were completely different, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, if this was a good series... Not this series, but a completely different series with somewhat similar concepts. Yeah. 
you just stick Paul Rudd in there somewhere and it's great. Yeah. I could watch a series about Paul Rudd being a judge. Yeah. Judge Rudd. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> judge Rudd. I also want to say it bothered me how they have that plot where it's fake drugs that are food. Everyone does that. But why wasn't it just sugar, which is a white powder instead of, you know, it just that just seems so obvious. Dude, it's called Magic Happy. They literally could have just had it where the school bans sugar and there's an illegal sugar trade. They literally show a syringe when they're talking about drugs. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, but you're forgetting the best part, which is when the main character, which is when uh, Inugami decides to lecture me, the reader, about uh, what addiction is. Just starts, goes on this long ass tangent about, well, actually, yeah. addiction is anything that you can't find yourself unable to stop, even though you know it's bad for you. Shut the fuck up. Jordan, remember how I said this? This series was trying to be smarter than it actually is. And there's a great example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't take advice yeah. from School Judgment, a series from 2014 that no one remembers and shouldn't. You know what it felt like? You guys remember uh, the famous episode of Saved by the Bell where they tried to make it about drugs, but they couldn't show drugs. Yeah. So they just had her get addicted to caffeine pills. And yeah. it's like, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. That's what that magic powder chapter reminded me of, where it's like, you wanted this to be about cocaine, <laughs> but you didn't do that. The syringe, man. I am just, that's ingrained in my memories that they literally showed a syringe when they were talking about drugs. <laughs> I forget if I already mentioned it here. My miscellaneous thought on the series, the worst thing they do, somehow the worst thing that this series does is teach kids how to spy on people, on uh, other people. Yeah. <gasps> They're like, totally don't do that. I mean, you know the author fucking knew firsthand how to do that. Oh, that was my thought, yeah. They give a step-by-step -step guide. It is the fucking most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. How is this allowed? How? I mean, imagine a series showing step-by-step -step how to make, like, napalm or a bomb or something awful like that. Like, how is this any more legal? Okay, maybe not. It's Ugh. not murdering people, but it's bad. It's gross. In a Phoenix Wright game, if that happened, they would do it because the construction of the camera would tie into the plot. Yeah, it, it doesn't tie into shit, though. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, that's what I thought when I first read it. I was like, this is weird, but they wouldn't be explaining this to us unless the construction came up in the trial. And it didn't. This author hasn't done anything since, probably because they're in jail right now. I have to assume that that's the case. Yeah. Yes, I think we all do. And I think that's a nice way to encapsulate our feelings. So why don't we move into the final verdict? Mm-hmm. So let's kick things off with some six word summaries from the community. I am so sorry that you folks had to read the series to do them. You're all absolute legends, starting with Tucker, who only read two chapters. So shout out to Tucker. He was wiser than us. It's elementary school. My dear Watson Coon. You can tell he only read two because he didn't shit on the series in his six word summary. <laughs> Maxi B, too much rompa, not enough dangin. That's pretty good. T Wolfwood, yeah. who's listening right now. Ben Shapiro's Dream Lawyers Facts Manga. The more you say it, the more I think you're right. Generic man. Why did you sexualize elementary schoolers that's the underlying six word summary that's, for all of it. us i think that's it. yeah yeah you said it generic man my thoughts exactly scarlet mirman said started matt ended in horny jail yeah the laughing fool the first panel features a lynching and cram ace attorney more like shit attorney well i just want to say the i don't even remember the lynching that is how much other shit happens in this yeah it's like jordan didn't remember the naked shower scene with the teenage boys in the first chapter either no i didn't remember that either when you were i was just listening to you yeah, yeah no I, I didn't remember that either there's a lot of kids in the shower in this series. It happens a lot, like a lot. 
Does your podcast offer a service where they uh, hose you down with like uh, some sort of like sanitary something? Like, I just need to go into like a decontamination chamber after this. I'll see if Dylan can provide such a service. Thank you, thank you, Dylan. <laughs> but on that note, Zach, would you mind telling us what your six word summary is? Don't read this series, please. God, six. Yes. Good. I like it. How about you, Jordan? Well, actually, Age of Consent, Ron Paul. <laughs> Jordan was really proud of that Ron Paul joke. Okay. Yeah, Ron Paul, it's Ronpa, but it's Ron Paul. Is he still alive? Yeah, he is. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. And his son really should go to jail. I'm not disagreeing with it, but you guys really hate libertarians. <laughs> oh, you gotta. It's probably one of the most blatantly corrupt senators we have. I'm not saying I disagree. If- You're just pointing it out. I haven't heard this much specific vitriol. Like, there's there are a lot of groups that deserve lots of vitriol, just for libertarians specifically. Deserve it, just, I, it's just been a while since I've heard so much specific hatred toward them. So, yeah. <laughs> good on you. Thank you. When you're on the internet and you like anime, you learn something about the people you don't like in the anime community. The key is to yes. block as many people as possible. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And then if you guys don't mind, if I can say mine, which ties go into ahead. that Rand Paul fact, verdict, you should go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my gavel today. That's oh, God. I like how that was only five words because the sixth word is the gavel. That, that counts. I'll allow it. It was six words, but it's fine. You know, it was six words. I can't count. Never mind. No, Ignore okay. me. I just wanted you to enjoy that. So, Zach, <laughs> though, why don't you lay up on us? Was this a flop or not? I'm going to be really uh, daring here. Yes, flop. Is it a certified flop? I have my notary stamp next to me. I just got it in the mail. I'm going to notarize this as a certified flop. Legally certified flop. A legally certified flop. Yeah. I think that's a new tier for us. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we should all get print copies and send it to Zach so he can stamp don't read. The series deserves it, honestly. You're going to get that on actual carbon copies. Uh, I'll send those over to yours. Uh, certified mail. Oh, next time I go to Japan, I'll go and see if I can pick up three copies of this manga from the fucking garbage bin and then be put on a list for <laughs> buying this manga. Japan, they don't have garbage bins. That's the whole issue. In Tokyo, at least, yeah. What do you mean? They had there's a magazine called Shonen Jump where there's a lot of garbage. Well, but you can't throw it into the garbage. That's the issue. I'm still just upset that they canceled Magu-chan. Yeah. Aww. That was a good manga. Anyway, all right, Jordan, I assume are you with me certified flop? Certified flop. Yeah. I mean, like, look, they're positive in this series, but holy shit the negatives. Holy shit the negatives. Like, ugh. We're going to make it a Patreon tier for $2,000 a month. We'll finish the rest of the series and do a bonus <laughs> episode. How's that sound, bud? Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry, yeah. Zach. We know to respect your time and not ask you to be back on part two of School Judgment. <laughs> you have sacrificed enough. I appreciate that. I'll take the $2,000, though, if you have. Oh, okay. Okay. So Zach will come back if we raise $2,000 yeah, a month on Patreon. <laughs> well, it'll be $6,000 for all, all of us. Yes, you're right. So, Jordan, is this the worst thing we've ever read? I think that from a certain standpoint, it is. But in terms of uh, actual quality, no. You know, it's like, yeah. this, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's Obata who is very good at drawing. But should it? Why did he do this? He could have done whatever he wanted. I know it makes no sense. I don't get it. It makes me think that, like, the author was, like, his friend's kid or something. Yeah. That's the general <laughs> vibe I get from it, where it's because the author is very clearly inexperienced. The only excuse is that the person writing this was 12. 
Yes. 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 That is literally the only excuse. So, Zach, what would you say someone should check out instead of this series? So if we're talking about One Piece for... Um... <laughs> Let me tell you about One Piece, yes. A manga or just anything? It can be literally anything. We had someone do The Mandalorian. We had someone recommend their own podcast. Okay, so, I mean, speaking of kids, but in a better light, I've been watching on Netflix Old Enough, which is an adorable series that will give you uh, anxiety if you have children, because it's all about kids going out and doing errands for their parents alone, quote unquote, unsupervised. There are, you know, people running around watching them do that. It's very funny. It's very adorable. It's on Netflix. And that's what I've been watching lately. And so that's what's stuck in my head at the moment. It's, It's a very cutesy Japanese variety show. I can respect it. How about you, Jordan? So, are you guys familiar with Knowledge Fight? No. Knowledge Fight is a podcast where they listen to InfoWars. Get an InfoWars Knowledge Fight, you know, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like, you know, the Alex Jones show. And then they basically go point by point and explain why what he said is fucking stupid and hateful and shit like that. I heard about this. Mm -hmm. It's really good. What they've been doing recently is that Alex Jones is currently in a really big court case that he's getting getting his ass kicked. I'm glad to see. They've had the lawyers on their show and then they have they actually play the deposition. So you Mm. get to hear this lawyer bully these like just bully these really stupid racists. They did not provide like any documents and were entered into a default judgment after just ignoring everything having to do with the case and just hoping it would go yeah, away. he fucked up really bad. Like, really bad. So if you just want to hear Alex Jones and his team get bullied by two very competent lawyers, I highly recommend the recent episodes of, of Knowledge Fight. That actually does sound like it's up my alley. <laughs> that sounds nice. That sounds very good. It's great. I do like karmic comeuppance like that, so yeah. Yep, and then in my world, I want to recommend... Oh, and by the way, in case we were vague, so this was not the worst thing, Built King is still worse than the series, because it's terrible, and still also made by a pedophile, so it doesn't even lose on ethical grounds. I haven't read it, and I will not. You don't have to, you know, just listen to our episodes, what I always say, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, we had God's Will on, we're like, what do you do when the series is bad, like Built King, and he's like, yeah, we just... Yeah, we just don't want really to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so my recommendation is a manga that actually just got a anime adaption announced, I think like three days ago, and that is Witch Hat Altier. I absolutely love it. One of the best written, really great sense of continuity. It has a really fun magic system, and I recommend it because that is probably my favorite manga to recommend for children because it's about children written like children, and it's completely PG rated. So if you are looking for a series that treats children with respect, that is definitely my go-to manga for people to read children need respect in this fucking world things are not great yeah (laughs) give give them some fucking respect more king is also a good series for that yes more king is a fantastic series honestly more king is a good series for any day in any situation i wanted more cool bug facts you know what give me cool law facts all right how about that yes some cool bug law facts there are no cool law facts. That's yeah. what the series gets wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are some cool things to check out. So why don't we go to shout outs? I want to start off by just saying, Zach, thank you so much for t- reading this series. Thank you. Once again, I was not expecting it to be quite the challenge. Can you please tell the audience all of the awesome things that you are up to and where they can find you in this wonderful world of ours that doesn't include school judgment? Yeah, now since I've done this, everyone is legally obligated to follow follow me at uh, Twitter. <laughs> As penance. 
Zach underscore Logan. That is the penance. I do a podcast every week called The One Piece Podcast. We talk about the latest chapters of the One Piece manga. It is a series that will never end. We're up to chapter, as as I said here, we just did 1046, which is an episode. Our episode does have Luffy smoking a blunt, which is not our usual brand, but there it is. So 180 there, I guess. And we also do a more serious podcast called Fight Together, which is all about the real world kind of theme and stuff that One Piece tackles and the reverberations of One Piece in the real world and vice versa. Uh, so we haven't done a libertarian episode yet and I don't think oh we my. will. Oh mm. my. <laughs> we did. Our most recent one is on colonialism and assimilation so they tackle like good, hard, you know, important Ooh, subjects. nice. Oh, wow. And we have good guests for that so I highly recommend. And yeah, we have like a million spinoff One Piece related mm-hmm. podcasts so check all those out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. If One Piece was an American comic, it would just have a billion spinoffs instead of oh my God. one yeah. series going for a thousand chapters, thousand plus chapters. Yeah. A hundred percent. But there's only one piece. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I want to give props to Jordan for making the opening ending theme and being a great co-host and helping with editing. I also want to give props to Mer Lyle for their awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. I want to give thanks to Tucker for assistance for pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. You can find his work at LukeHair.com. He has a really awesome series. I'm going to run a promo. Zach, you might find this interesting. It is called Domance Dawn, which is a <laughs> oh, one Simpsons. You have heard of it. I think you may have mentioned it last time you were on our show. So that may be where I heard of it. (laughs) Perfect. I'm going to play a promo now, but it is a very cool One Piece Simpsons crossover that I absolutely love. for One Piece. Yeah. Yeah. So it's absolutely great. I'm Luke. And I'm Janine. And we're the hosts of Domance Dawn. A bi-monthly podcast combining One Piece and The Simpsons. Join us as we recap One Piece arc by arc. And try to match a Simpsons character to each One Piece character. Wait, is that the show? Find us at D-O-H-M-A-N-C-E Dawn.com. Or at Domance on Twitter. Yarr! And then I also want to give thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on our site as those transcripts become available. Jordan, is there anything you want to say? Thank you so much, David, for everything you do. I try, I try. And for editing the podcast primarily. Oh, thank you. And then you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. I also want to say join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We have a book club and do regular movie nights. Next up, we're going to do the Blues Brothers. Shout out to Azurat for suggesting that. You can find a link to it in the show notes. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks like bonus episodes on Magu-chan, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, and PPPPP, which still apparently has gotten good and it's like worth unironically reading so I might I have to go... I knew it! That's crazy. I knew it! I knew it! Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yes! Fuck yeah! That's truly the glow up of Shonen Jump this oh, year. I have to read it again. I have to I have yep. to catch up. I'm way behind. Is it about a very quiet piano? Yeah, it's it's about piano actually. Like oh, no really? That's the okay. reference. You got okay. it. It's pianissimo. Yeah. Yeah. And then on that, I want to give some shout outs to some patrons. I want to first give a shout out to our Chainsaw Man patrons, Pterodactyl Ghost, and want to go have these on a baby. Then I want to give a shout out to our King of the Forest, Albie, Cameron H, Gabe Lando, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, our latest patron, Josh Robinson, our second most recent patron, Kylie Denton, Mark, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend, Scarlett Mirmidon, Solomon Martinez, T, the BB King, BB the Tracking Roving Animals for all loving girls and raccoons, Wolfwood, and that's all of our awesome 
awesome patrons. Woo! And you can find that at patreon.com slash flop. Now, all that's left to go, though, is to go to sign-offs. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on a series by a podcast favorite author we're hungry to cover. This has been David. This has been Jordan. And this has been Zach. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah! yeah! Objection! Bye.